Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It's your favorite single girl, Andrea Bain. Welcome to the Single Girl Problems Podcast, your one-stop shop for real relationship talk. On today's show, we are letting shit go. (laughs) First up, how self-aware are you? I know you're thinking to yourself right now, I'm pretty self-aware. But are you? Then we're going to dive into a very important topic that I don't think we discuss enough. Self-love. I just even like saying it. It's so pretty. It's all love. Um, and we're not talking about masturbation, by the way. Don't be a pervert. <laughs> and then finally, we're taking on the F word. And no, not that word. We're completely comfortable with that word. Um, I'm actually talking about forgiveness. Now, this is going to be a tough one for me because I'm going to be honest. I love to hold a grudge. I'm not going to tell a lie. Um, but before we get started, a quick reminder. Listener discretion is advised. During this show, we will be discussing adult content. This includes marriage, divorce, rebounding, walk of shame. And remember that time that you promised your bestie that you wouldn't tell that secret, and then five minutes later you, like, told everybody? Yes, loose lips. We're going to go there. So pull up a seat, get your snacks, and strap in. My guests are two fantastic ladies, and they're the authors of this new book called Let That Shit Go. Please welcome Nina Purell and Kate Petru. Welcome to the show, ladies. Hi. How are you? Good. We're so excited to be here. I'm so excited that you guys are here. First of all, can we discuss how much I love the title of your book? Oh, thank thank you. you. As a woman who likes to curse, it gives me like so much (laughs) pleasure to walk into a bookstore and be like, let that shit go. They're ballsy. This is fantastic. So where did you come up with the title? Um, So we actually used to run some workshops in the city around mindfulness. And that were just really this mantra just sort of came up. Um, Because we always have so much stuff that's in our mind, whether we're worrying about the future or the past or we're angry at someone and we're holding on to that. But our whole mantra is basically to let that go. So it's no longer in our head anymore and we can just be more at peace. Yeah. No. So and you know what? I I think we're all guilty of that. But I don't want to waste any time talking myself. I want to hear from you guys. So raise your hand if you're self-aware. Now, and I know I can't see you, but I'm going to trust that you guys are raising your hand, whether you're in your car, at home, wherever you are. Now, keep your hand up if you even know what that means. Like, be honest with yourself, because self-awareness seems to have become the new buzzword, especially when talking about mindfulness, as you just mentioned. Um, And a lot of folks will quickly assume that they are self-aware. But how do you measure that? How do you really know? know if you're self-aware. So I think we should just start with how do you define self-awareness? So self-awareness for us is really knowing what track record is playing in your head. Mm-hmm. And so often, you know, we're saying awful things to ourselves. And when you, you know, we don't even know that we're saying it. We often feel it in our bodies. Like, we're like, I don't feel good today. Mm-hmm. But what we want to say is, you know, start observing the mind. What record are you playing? And then when you look at that, you realize, oh, my gosh, I wouldn't say those words to my best friend. Like, why am I saying that to myself? So our, you know, whole book is about really observing your thinking. And that's part of the process of letting that shit go. 
Yeah, yeah no, that's so good. And yeah. self-awareness, we're not talking about, you know, how you come across in a room when you're at a party. We're talking about internal self-awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, as Kate said, that dialogue that is constantly, constantly playing in your mind. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we think between 50,000 and 70,000 thoughts a day, which is 35 to 42 thoughts a minute. And we are le- aware of less than 1% of them. You know okay. what? As you're saying that, you mean those are those are big numbers, and I'm seriously thinking. I'm like, yeah, on my own. If I have a day by myself, my mind is Constantly running. Going. And yeah, going from even like when you're talking, yeah, random thought to random thought, and I'm like, how do? Why am I thinking about a yes. dinner that I had four years ago with a person I've never spoken Absolutely. to again? Like it's yeah. so random. Why does our brain do that? Our mind loves to think thoughts, and we talk about the book in the book about how we have two minds. It's a little bit abstract, but stay stay with us here. So we have two minds. We have the chatty mind, and that's the mind that we're constantly associated with. And a lot of people refer to that as the monkey mind because it's like going from branch to branch to branch that's to branch. That's my brain. You know, and it's like one little thing can suddenly trigger you into like thinking about how pissed off you are at your ex from 20 years ago. Yes. You yeah. know, and so this is the chatty mind. This is what we're used to. And then we have this other mind that we're not used to tapping into called the observing mind. And the observing mind just can observe that you're running away in all these thoughts and it kind of catches you when you're on the fifth or sixth thought and it says hey stop you're in the observing mind doesn't have emotion attached to it It just says hey now you're pissed off about this or now you're worried about work or now you're upset that you ate this thing last night stop and it comes back it brings you back to the present moment I think my observing mind is on vacation (laughs) (laughs) most of them are most of them are because I'm like, I feel like that happens, but not as much as it should. So, you know, and you you guys brought up a, a point, but I wonder if this comes from, like, the way we were raised. Like, if you grew up in a household where you have, like, a mother or a father who was like, why did you, like, you know, they, you know mm-hmm. you hear your parents talking to themselves, like, oh, you're so stupid. Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Do we get that from our family? Like, how do we even, like, get to that place of that negative talk? Because you're right. We would never speak to our best friends that way. Totally. And that's what we what we talk about in the book is so many of the records that we're playing in our head actually didn't come from us. They came from someone else. So mm. it might it might have been your parents that says something to you or your ex or something you did in your career and a colleague made fun of you. Um, and that's mm. where the self-awareness comes in. So it's getting it out. And it's not just noticing it, but even writing it down. And then you can say, wait a second, I don't actually even think that about myself. Like, Mm. where did that come from? So we we say this in the book, we ask you to CSI the shit out of your thoughts. So, you know, know, the show CSI, Yeah. yeah, they investigate it. We want you to challenge all of those awful thought patterns that you might have, because they probably aren't you and they didn't come from you. And then they're killing your spirit. I feel like that kind of mentality is also killing you slowly every single day. Yeah, oh, totally. totally. We yeah. have a, a chapter in the book on self-love and we mm-hmm. talk about, you know, what happens to you at a molecular level when you start thinking these negative thoughts and yeah. you're just, you're, you're, you're kind of killing yourself slowly and yeah. without yeah. even realizing it. But to your point earlier, these thoughts didn't come from you. They came from, you know, your, your, your thoughts around self-worth or am I good enough? Am I worthy of this relationship? Yeah. Um, they all came from, you know, a bad friend you might have met along the way yeah. that constantly put you down. They came, might have come from a sibling or your parents for constantly comparing you, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's like a track record. It just kind of stuck with you. And soon you're in your 30s or your 20s and you're, you're believing it. Yeah, and it's, you're your, it's your identity. It's, it's your almost identity. your identity, which is yeah. weird. And that's the, one of the most important things is we tell people, you're not your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts are a very small 
part of you. So we get people to kind of search inwards mm-hmm. to find that happiness and to find that truth of who they are because mm-hmm. they're not these negative thoughts that are swirling in their head. Now, do you think, I don't want to point the finger at uh, technology and smartphones, but do you think that also exacerbates the situation where now we're also in this world where we're constantly on an app that is we're comparing ourselves and looking at, and yeah. then we post a picture of ourselves and then, you know, people comment and the comments aren't always nice. Do you think that is also part of the problem? Do we have to learn to kind of shut that down and kind of give ourselves like a time limit of like how far down the rabbit hole are you going to go and looking for likes and comments and reading those things and letting them like kind of absorb your spirit Mm -hmm. so to speak um, on a daily basis do you think that's part of the problem too yeah oh absolutely yeah we talk in the book about how people post their highlight highlight reel of life you know the top two percent of their life you know that's also because no one wants to see the crap no one wants to see the crap but nobody is vulnerable enough to show it like you know you see all the selfies and the sexy dates and the nights out and then all of a sudden the couple's broken up like did you see the fights did you see the the crying yourself to sleep? Did yeah. you see the disrespecting going on? Did you go through his phone? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's no. just the, hi- it's the highlight reel. So if you don't get the other parts of the movie. Totally. Yeah. And if you're comparing yourself to everyone's highlight reel, you're comparing yourself to someone who doesn't exist. Yeah. 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 And also you're taking in, I feel like a lot of times I will see somebody post something and then I'll read all the comments below and I can't believe how negative the comments are and I'm like, how do you not absorb that? Like, how do you not take wow. that in? Yeah, and then, And now you're going to become self-aware or self-conscious I should say of something that there's nothing wrong with you it's just some evil person who refuses to show themselves on social media so I've even mm-hmm. made sure that I like there's an app on my phone now to make sure that I don't spend too much time so it lets me know this week you spent X amount of time on and I'm like wow. okay I'm, that's a lot of time and I gotta like minimize that because there's something else I could be doing that's gonna help me and make me more mindful mm-hmm. totally yes exactly and yeah. that's what we talk about too is really when you start to notice the track record and you start to sort of sense your body and how you feel mm-hmm. when you're on your phone you know you can sense it you can realize you're at that point and a lot of us do have apps to stop us but we we want you to really tune in to how you're feeling and what your mood is like and you mm-hmm. can say you know what the observing mind will come in and say I've had enough of this you know I'm better off doing something else or this feels like garbage like eating junk food like you think you yes. want it yeah and then afterwards you're like I don't that, I, do I feel that? like shit I feel crappy <laughs> I feel horrible yeah we call it like the, it's like going in for a, you know a bag of chips you're like I'll just have a few and oh. it's the same with Instagram you're like you know I just want to check this one thing two hours later yes. two oh, hours yeah. later how <laughs> yeah. many times I've done that where yes. I'm like how did I end up here it's midnight and I'm yeah. still like the phone I've dropped it on my face so many times because I'm like <laughs> just lying there just yes. swiping going through I'm like come on there's something you could have done something else you could have done something else yeah, now sure. you guys also talk about the pursuit of happiness uh, which is what I think what most people are in search of um, and you mean do you mean like living in the moment and how do we live in the moment because that is especially when you start yeah. to get to a certain age I'm a woman of a particular age <laughs> where you start thinking about your life like what have I done what's my legacy have I done enough how do you live in the moment and not worry about the mistakes you've made in the past because your brain is always evil and bringing up stuff you did before Yeah. and then you're worried about not making those mistakes in the future so then you're like how do I navigate what's the right job what's the right person to, is that the right friend I should be with how do you stay present in the moment when all of these things are swirling in your head or is that just my crazy head no it's everyone's head yeah yeah so we talk in the book about how you know everything you need to be happy is actually wired within you and how we're always seeking happiness from the external from that person Mm -hmm. from that relationship from Mm -hmm. that condo purchase and then we get all those things we get the we get the friend we get the relationship and we get the condo purchase but then we want expect the friend to act a certain way or then we want the ring or then we want the couch for the condo right it it doesn't end so um, we're huge advocates of just 
looking inwards for happiness and a way to, to be present. You know, we have this funny, do you want to talk about the tip we have in the book about, you know, washing the dishes or showering? So we have lots of different tips on how to actually stay in the present and stay in the moment. But one of them is sort of talking through it um, out loud or in your mind. So that would be like if you're doing the dishes. Okay, and this sounds crazy. Okay, I'm with you though. I like crazy. The listeners might be like, what's up with these girls? (laughs) Um, But we promise this will start to plant seeds so you can live more in the present. Um, So if you're washing the dishes, just talk out loud what you're doing. You know, now I'm putting the soap on the sponge. Now I'm washing it. Now the water's going down. (laughs) And it sounds so weird. But there's so much magic that's out there that's right in front of us. It's already in our daily lives. And I've even started to realize when I did this tip, I'm like, look at these bubbles. Like, how is this? Do-? And it's so weird, but it's true. Like, it's, you know, it, there's a lot. You're in the moment. Yeah, you're in, in, the, in the, moment. the moment. Instead of mindlessly about, washing the dishes and thinking about all the other things that you want or should yes, have or could have been it, doing. Yeah, totally. I get exactly. it. But if you live with people, you should give them a heads up that you're going to do that. <laughs> well, eventually you say it out loud enough and eventually you start just doing it in your own mind. But yeah, the great yeah. thing about it is, you know, I'll be doing the dishes and some, sometimes I'll, I'll start thinking about thinking about something that makes me really anxious and yeah. I can start feeling my heart beating. Yeah. And I'll just use that technique and suddenly I'll just feel really calm. And, you know, someone said this, one of my mentors said this to me a year ago. It's like once you get past that like sixth or seventh thought of going down that rabbit hole, that's when you really just 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 start to slide out of control. Yeah. So if you can catch yourself, Before. if you can use your observing mind to catch yourself and say, oh, now I'm going on about this thing that really pissed me off. Come back to the present moment. Even if during the dishes you have to do it in 15 minutes eight times, Yeah, it just kind of brings you back and brings you back. And then slowly and slowly you start to really appreciate the present and you get out of your own head about the past and the future. Because we talk so much about how there's all this, all these things in life that you can't control. Yeah, so true. Right? So true. You know what I was thinking that would be really helpful too when you're in the car? Because I don't know how many times yeah. I've been in the car and I arrive at my destination and I go, how the fuck did I get here? <laughs> Yeah. Because totally. my brain, there. I know for sure, I was not thinking about when I merged onto this highway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Or when I made that left turn in that big intersection, but I'm here and I'm like, whoa, that's a little bit scary because yeah. I was like, I wasn't really present. I think mm-hmm. we all need to do that. Probably be a whole lot less accidents if we are like, I am on the road, I am paying attention, I'm going to make a left, and this mm-hmm. is the street yes. that I'm on. Yeah, totally. or there's a tree, oh, and look at that yeah. person. There's and- a crosswalk, there's a children walking along the sidewalk. Yeah, totally. And it's totally. all about like tuning into your sense. So it could be, you know, what do you smell? What do you hear? And mm. we mentioned that for some people that have panic attacks. I mean, mm. I know so many people that you just get so wrapped up. And this happens to me sometimes, too. And mm. it's like, OK, pause, like use your senses. How, you know, what do you see? What do you touch? And mm. all that stuff just brings you right in the moment. Because if you're always like, oh, this is what I'm going to do in my 30s. This yes. is what I'm going to do in my 40s. Yeah. But right now you're in that decade and you want to enjoy it. Yeah. Like, there's so yeah. much in front of you to enjoy. Yeah. And then you're never there there because yeah. mm-hmm. once you get there then it's the, you next, want the thing, next thing and then it's the and next thing and not to be morbid but you're not guaranteed to get there to get there anywhere. either yeah. it's like no one said oh you're for sure gonna live to this age it's like you really don't know no. what's in front yeah. of you so you always should be in the present 100%. I sound like my mother she talks like that all the time she's a smart woman yeah why smart, smart woman live with her for a while no one's All right, I want to move on to something else. We're talking about, do you 
love yourself. Now, this may seem like a very silly question, but the art of self-love is a tricky subject for a lot of people. And let's face it, there's a fine line between loving others, loving ourselves, and if we don't find that balance, well, this, I think, is where we can lose ourselves. So, first up, ladies, what is self-love? Because I think a lot of people know what they love. We're quick to be like, oh, my God, I love that. Oh, my God, I love that food. Oh, my God, that's my favorite. I love that guy. Oh, my God. But when it comes to self-love, it's like, but do you love yourself? Like every single, like even that horrible toenail on your pinky, do you love yourself? Yeah. So how do you describe self-love? Yeah, so we actually, that's the opening of chapter two, self-love. Thank you. We talked about Listen, I talk your, I read the hell out of this book. You <laughs> can so see, glad. I love this. Uh-huh. I love this. Um, but we talk about how, you know, we associate love with things that are external. We love that person. We love that hip-hop song. Yeah. We love that sports team. Um, but the most important type of love is self-love and you know we talk a lot about how self-love is selfless because a lot of people feel guilty when they love their why mm. but why do we feel guilty for loving ourselves I, so I don't weird think we're, yeah, we're, not we're, yeah, we're not taught to love it. ourselves we're taught how to treat others yeah. we're not taught, taught how to treat ourselves and if you mm. if you take a cup of water mm-hmm. you know and and the, your cup of water is not full you're not going to have any water to pour into anyone else's glass so, so your love is going to come from a place of fear Mm-hmm. of obligation, mm-hmm. of expectation, of exhaustion. Mm-hmm. So if you don't put yourself first and give yourself some love, your relationships are not going to have that trickle effect. Mm-hmm. I feel like as soon as you were saying that, I thought about all the love relationships. And this is why I think a lot of people find themselves in trouble or very upset because they, there is no self-love, but they get into a relationship and there's this high expectation totally. for this person and then you do all of these things oh I love them so this is why I do this this is why mm. I do this and it's like yeah but you have to love yourself you right? have to feel 100% full yeah. no one should make you feel more important not your parents not your partner, partner not your kids you have to feel 100% full and happy mm-hmm. then you can you know give unconditionally mm-hmm. and if it's dependent on them then they can then, change then they can but they can control, control. your happiness yeah. right your happiness is which up is to so you which is so scary right if you say i'm only happy when my partner loves me or when he's in a good mood and we're in a good place then you're in trouble right yeah. it's like you you have to bring it to yourself and that's for your partner but for your parents for your work for anything external yeah. um and the more that you start to put yourself as a priority and again it goes back to being aware of those thoughts Mm. and changing them and being super gentle and nice to yourself and we call our chapter you know what you should have learned in middle school and probably didn't because I only learned this a couple years ago and it could have been really useful in high school and university (laughs) at the beginning of my career I was so hard on myself I would say awful things I'm not worthy of this job I got in do you think that's a woman thing too do you think women do that more than men do I think we I feel like Not because there's no man here and we don't really need one in this room. (laughs) Um, I feel like all of us, we're all guilty of giving ourselves, especially when we're younger, giving ourselves a really hard time about everything. You're not skinny enough. You're not doing enough. You're not you're not dressed well enough. Your hair is not like, why the hell do we do that? And how do we reprogram ourselves so that we stop doing that? Is there a way to like, because if you're listening right now and you're like, okay, oh, my God, that's me. Where do you even start to reprogram yourself so that you can love yourself more? Yeah, it starts with observing the fact. So. The very first step is awareness, the Mm -hmm. fact that you're thinking all these shitty thoughts about yourself. Mm -hmm. And then once you do that, then you can observe and you replace the thought. We have a whole activity in the book of write down all the shitty things you say to yourself. It's actually a chapter called We're Assholes to Ourselves. And write them down. Write down just five things that you Mm -hmm. say to yourself that are not good enough, you know, and then replace them. You know, so if your thought is I am, oh, I'm overweight. Maybe it's I'm a curvy goddess. 
yeah. you know, or I suck at my job. Well, you got a university degree and you got hired at this great company, so you don't suck at your job. Yeah. You're actually mm-hmm. very qualified yeah. for your job. So you replace yes. these thoughts, and then it's this constant, um, this constant skill of just catching it yeah. and replacing it, and catching it and replacing it. And there have been physicists, quantum mm-hmm. physicists, that have looked at our minds and how they work, and they have confirmed that we actually get a chemical rush from like to our brains mm-hmm. from thinking these negative thoughts because we're so used to thinking them. Ugh. So when you talk about you That's know getting so out of these patterns, it yeah. is a pattern and it's been there for years, you know, decades even or from from childhood. Yeah. So it is about catching it, being aware that you actually thought this thought and then replacing it. Yeah. And it might take, you know, when we do the replacement exercises in, in workshops, people are like, but I didn't believe myself. Or like, of course you didn't believe yourself because you're saying something loving to yourself for the first time in the subject that you previously thought was so mm-hmm. negative. Wow. Yeah. So it might take... 10 times it might take a week it might take a month it might take a year it might take five years but it's worth it put that work but into yourself it's worth oh, sure. it because oh you don't gosh. feel so crappy all the time and not mm-hmm. not to mention mentally but physically it gets you down too yeah. you just start feeling like you know you shit. just remind me of i always kept a journal um and i would you know every once in a while anybody who keeps a journal you go back and you just read like i'll just randomly pick one up and i'll just go to a random page and it was i had that epiphany where i'm like look at the way you spoke to yourself Look at the way you set yourself up for these impossible things to do and the way you're like the way you put all of this like angst on this one relationship or this one this one job or this one party that you're going to go to. And it's like, oh, my God, I'm so glad that I'm getting older. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I give less. Like, I, have I zero would not fucks. go back to my early 20s. Oh, my God. No, and I have no zero, way. Yeah. I have zero <laughs> fucks to no. give. But I know, but, but uh, you give because it's. It, I guess as I'm getting older, I'm giving. Like I'm realizing you can't control everything, and you're no. letting things go. That's and then you're thing. also living through some things that you think are a complete crisis, and the, you're the worst. And it's like you look back, and I'm nostalgic for some things that I hated about myself. I'm like, God, I wish I thought I wasn't skinny enough. I thought I wasn't oh, this enough. God, I what I would that. do for that to ass. look like oh, that. Yeah, yeah totally. totally. I would do anything to go back there. I used to get my babysitters to iron my hair on the ironing board when I was a kid because <gasps> it's super curly. Iron my hair because I was like That's the only so kid in school. No, I know. Wait, but the babysitters would do this? Yeah, they Did would. Your, I was like, <laughs> first of all, my mom was too busy working. I think we need to call that babysitter and be like, you know, that's not what her mother was expecting when she said babysit. Oh, it was the 90s. Anything went then. Oh, my um, God. But a really important question to ask yourself is if you had someone in your life, mm-hmm. you know, a partner or a friend who was talking to you as if you talked to yourself. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Oh. What would you do with I would them? cut that bitch loose. You exactly. cut them out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let me tell you something. <laughs> yeah. I'm not taking this bullshit. So why you, why yes. are you cut toxicity out of your life, I but know. you are so toxic yeah. to yourself. It's so true. We always say, oh, I don't want to be friends with that person. They're so toxic. Or my yes. work is so toxic. I had a girlfriend call me last yeah. night, and I was like, I had to have a moment with myself. I'm like, I think this is a point where I have to stop talking to this girl because she's so toxic. And when she calls, it's never like a, hey, how are you? What's new? We should go. It's always like a, this is what I right. think is right. And it's like negative 
vibe about everybody. Yeah, and heavy. I'm trying my best to be positive and to kind of get her. I'm like, step back from your situation and look at it and not be. And she she's not willing to do that. And I was like, you know what? I, can't I, gotta, do this I can't do this. Yeah, no, that's fair. And it's true. I mean, self-love, you know, you want to be in an environment where people make you feel good about yourself. Yes. Totally, but right? then you will find yourself hanging out by yourself a lot. Yeah. yeah. And that's good. And that's okay. I know. You know? That's totally but that's the, that's the scary thing. It's like sometimes I think a lot of us are in friend groups or in work groups. Mm-hmm. And it's like if I cut out the people who didn't make me feel good, whew, be a very yeah. empty room. Right. And well, people are, yeah. right. I think a lot of people are afraid it, to do that. It's that fine line that's between true. like leaning into yourself to be happy and not having that external validation. But like yeah. the people who you're closest to. You want to make sure that they're like your cheerleaders. And maybe also if you do that, I'm also thinking if you get rid of those negative people, maybe the room might be empty for a bit, but then that energy that you're giving out, you're going to attract the people you want in your life, right? Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, and there's some people that you want in your life, not all the time. And you just have to manage the time that you spend with them. It's like, they're great, but I can only, you Uh, know. Listen, we all have those friends. Oh my God, we all have those friends. I can think of that person. I'm like, I can take her in small doses. Exactly. Only on the phone. that's okay. six months mm-hmm. but yeah, it's about totally. saying no and we have a whole tip on that so we call it you know jomo and it's getting rid of that fomo that we have a fear of missing out is the yeah. joy of you know the joy of missing the joy out, of yeah. missing out. Uh, yes and so we need to do that more often and um i mean just the work environment that they were in and the stress that we have it's mm. so different from what it was in the 1950s yeah and the 1960s and 70s and like we just have so much pressure on ourselves and the Instagram doesn't help and yes. we feel like we have to do all these things. You have to live up to this yeah. lifestyle that somebody has curated on their page and they have like hundreds of thousands of followers and you're looking at it going, oh my God, what, what am I doing? My house is nothing like that. My yeah. wardrobe is nothing like that. My it's life's nothing like that. I don't drive a car that fancy and I think that mm-hmm. that comparison that we have, so I brought it up before. I'm like, I think sometimes a smartphone, I, I don't think we take it seriously enough as to how it really is mm-hmm. also. I think Damaging we all, us, like yeah. without the phone, I think there's enough crap in life mm-hmm. and the stuff that we're brought up with our families but I think the technology is also kind of making things a little bit worse but I want to go on to something um, that I struggle with <laughs> I gotta start laughing um, to forgive mm-hmm. or not to forgive oh, yes. this is the question yes. um, and I know I'm not trying to go all Shakespearean on you guys but this can be a jagged pill for a lot of people to swallow, yeah. especially if you were wronged by somebody. It could be anybody. It could be a, a family member, a loved one, uh, a work co- a co-worker, you know, someone that you trusted and confided in, and then they backstab you. And it's like, yeah. now someone turns to you and says, you know, you should forgive. And everything in you, like the mm. devil on my shoulder is like, fuck that. Yeah. Forgive. How do we even begin to forgive? But we should forgive. Tell us, tell people like me, why do we need to forgive? So as I like, I'm t- like trying not to like put my nails on the table. I'm like try to convince. Don't me. punch me in the face. No, no, no. no. I never know. Um, or iron my hair. Um, <laughs> um, so I actually, you know, I'm pretty vulnerable in this chapter. I talk about you know an incident with my dad uh, that happened 20 years ago that mm-hmm. I've literally held on to until about three years ago. Okay. Um, and so much anger, mm-hmm. just so much anger, um, and I kind of just put him out of my mind and pretended he didn't exist. Mm-hmm. And I got to a point, I was actually reading an article about forgiveness and realized the only person that this is hurting right now is me. Mm-hmm. The anger that I'm holding on, the resentment, mm-hmm. um, he passed away, so he's he's dead and gone. Yeah, so. um, I'm holding on to this anger mm-hmm. and it's only affecting me. And so I realized in that moment that forgiveness isn't about 
the other person. Yeah. It's actually about freeing yourself, letting that shit go mm-hmm. so you can live a more happy life. And I went through, you know, two years of, of different techniques on how to forgive him because it's a very, very, like, very yeah. personal journey. I think that's, mm-hmm. It sounds really easy when you say it's like, let it go, forgive. But it's like, well, what is what are the steps? How do you even begin to forgive somebody? We have a lot of tips do you, in the and book. Do you, does that mm-hmm. mean you have to let this person back no, in your life? No, and that's what we no, say too. To. Sometimes, like I said, he's passed away. There's no way I can reconcile mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. Um, or sometimes, you know, there's a friend that you've let go a long time ago that you still, you know, have, have anger about because they did you wrong somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not about forgiveness doesn't have to be about, oh, let me mend this relationship yeah. and make everything okay. Yeah. Sometimes it's about forgiving in your own mind. You don't have to do anything with that person. Okay, you just have good. to say, you know what? I forgive you and I'm letting it go because all of that heaviness yeah. you're holding on to. And it's hurting yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah. I realize my dad's dead and gone. He's like, yeah. doesn't matter to him no. how I feel. And here you are. And here I am wasting my time, my energy, my self-worth mm-hmm. on, you know, someone who's not even here. So yeah. time to let go. And even with people who still are here, you can have a relationship that you, you know, or, or you can have someone who you're not in a relationship with, with anymore that you can forgive an ex or, yeah. or you know. Anybody. Anybody. Well, and it's also, you make a really good point, um, but I'm also thinking, uh, I've met people where I'm like, I don't know what's happened to you before we met, but something has happened to you. And I don't think sometimes mm-hmm. people who are unable to forgive, we don't realize that you bring that energy with you to a new relationship, to totally. a new workplace. Totally. And people yeah. are like, I don't know what it's about, but she's a little bit edgy. Yeah. Don't you? She's a little yeah. bit of a bitch. <laughs> was it just me? She has a little weird vibe. I don't know. just mad at life. And, yeah, and they'll yeah. never tell the person. Like, there's something, like, I can see that there is a nice person there somewhere, but there's, like, a whole set of crap going on here yeah. that I'm not your psychiatrist. I don't want to go through that. So mm-hmm. even we don't, I think it's an invisible stress that we kind of carry yeah. with us, right? And no one wants to do it. We call it the best game of would you rather. It's like, would you rather, you know, look at all the times people embarrassed you, rejected you, or hurt you, or have, you know, Doritos as fingers. It's like things, something <laughs> that, like... Wait, can I eat those Doritos? <laughs> you can eat them. But then yeah. you won't have fingers. But then you won't oh. have fingers, but they'll grow back. Guys, but... I really love Doritos. I'm like, that doesn't sound like a bad thing to me. Exactly, right? And that's why people are holding on to it. That's why that person is still angry because, and we're so busy, we're on our phones. Mm -hmm. We don't want to take the time to sit down and be like, wait a second, when did someone hurt me? And how how can I think about, give them reasons why they did that and try Mm -hmm. to forgive them? We don't want to go there. But the whole thing is, we, you know, what you don't reveal, you don't heal, right? So you have to kind of dig into those places within you yourself um, and that's the part of the process of letting them go and there's lots of studies that show like the humans and people that are the most resilient are the ones who get sad who get disappointed who actually feel their feelings mm-hmm. and it's it, faster for them to to, to, move keep, on. to move on exactly well, you know so funny all of the things that we've been talking about today are very very important but we don't discuss them we don't teach kids this no. in school we don't talk about it in high school we just ha- kind of expect people to things happen to you and there's like people just kind of give you like you just move on you just you know yeah. what just move yeah. on time will heal all wounds like we have all these weird stupid things that we say yeah. to people but we don't really give them the tools to be like this something really bad happened or this happened or you're carrying this this these are the steps to kind of get yourself back on track so that you move forward in a positive way why the hell don't we do that like 
Yeah. Because it's easier to avoid. And we, yeah. you know, we have a whole section in the book. No on wonder we're all so fucked up. We are pretty <laughs> fucked up. No, it's no, true. It's like, are. no wonder yeah, no, why so many people. We talk yeah. about, like, you, you said, you know, people carrying stuff. Well, we talk in the book about emotional weight. Like, you might have a great physical weight and your doctor might say, hey, you're, you know, you're, you look great. You're in shape. You know, your body, you know, you know. My cholesterol is actually very good. Okay, well, there you go. There you See? I just want to brag, but, but I'm just Andrea, saying. what is your emotional weight? Oh, you know, I, I have a trolley. Around? <laughs> and I got yeah. two guys behind me pushing a whole, another two trolleys. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, yeah. it's and really it's hard to go there. It's invisible, right? And, okay, I'm going to get kind of deep here for a second, but our society is so focused on the visible. So the yes. scientific and the rational. Like, and, and there is lots of proof that doing this emotional work, you know, does help and does heal you, mm-hmm. but it's very subtle, right? And that's why if you think think about your health Mm -hmm. you know we always talk about what does your body look like like what do you like physically and that stuff that we can measure but mental health and thank god it's finally getting the recognition that slowly slowly but it's on the more subtle side it's on the more invisible and so it doesn't get as much as the stage presence as the other things do Mm -hmm. so I think people are slowly changing and tuning into this stuff because you see that it works like I see it within the people that have done that work in their eyes in their body in their life like and their families and it their families it, it affects everyone yeah, and when, yeah. yeah and when you do it when you do it right like it it feels great yeah, yeah. you know you're right maybe because there's no sexiness to fixing your oh, God, internal no. self whereas like yeah. they can do a, a huge show about your makeover yes. which we've all seen those shows that's right visible. put this yeah. person on a treadmill starve them for a few weeks and then we do a big reveal and you everybody's like see it. oh and they we love great. that, but we there's no way a show could be about somebody fixing their mental their state mind. And They're their like, mind. this person's happy now. Before, later, like no one, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, you can totally it. see it in their eyes. I think a little, like you can pick it I know, up. But oh, you can sexy. see, like no when you leave, buy that show, no, no, no one's no. gonna buy that no. show. No. But when For you sure. do let go of all that stuff, yeah. it is sexy as hell. You yeah. are more free. Like my partner calls me. He says I'm a totally different person now than I was three years ago. Nice, because of so much stuff that I've addressed, which wasn't easy. Spent lots of times, lots of nights crying myself to sleep, you know. Yeah. But the other thing is our parents' generation, oh. they didn't really talk about, they didn't talk about emotions. My parents are from the Caribbean. You don't talk about your feelings. Same. Unless yeah. it's like, oh, you no. talk about your emotions and so that you are hungry, you are tired, and I don't know, maybe one other emotion. You but don't like, talk about that you're hurt, you're feeling. Your father didn't come around and you're, and you're harboring. No, oh, no way. Like, Listen, Hell no. Pipe no. down. Yeah, no. No, so it's, we're not used to, as a society, as Kate said, addressing emotions so it's so wonderful now mm-hmm. that you know mental health is such a thing and seeing therapists people are really open about it back yeah. then like my parents if you saw a psychologist it was, it was like, like something's Whoa. wrong with you and now you know? it's like going to the dentist yeah. you know and we have that stat in the book but it's around 48 percent of american households mm-hmm. have seen a therapist which is great and so yeah. many but so many people are like oh you know they wait until the last point to to go and see one or to do something about you their just mind tap not, listen right? i t- listen i was in a meeting with a person who i will not name but i'm so tempted to and i talked about the fact that i go to therapy and i'm like yeah it's been the best thing i went to therapy and i i journal and i write and i just feel like a lot of i got a lot of stuff off my chest yeah and this person had also been to therapy but it's because his marriages were falling apart and that's when he would go to therapy and he was like so what kind of therapy do you do do you Freudian da, da, da. and I was like first of all why all of a sudden do I feel like I'm being like attacked, yeah. attacked about what type of therapy <laughs> and I said he's like well and he assumed that it was couples therapy and I go no I realize that you have to do the work before 
I'm hoping to clear up all the bullshit before I meet my partner so that I'm not giving it to them to kind of have to deal with that. I said, because I think it's ridiculous for you to go to a therapist and think that they're a magician at the end of a 17-year marriage where you guys are barely speaking to each other. Right. You needed to, it's like, I go, it's like, I liken it to having a brand new car. Like, in the beginning, you don't think you need to take care of that car, put oil in the, but eventually you realize you have to take care of the car because you are mm-hmm. driving it every single day. Right. And if you don't take care of it one day, it's just going to break down. Yeah. And you, if you bring it to the mechanic at that point, the mechanic's going to be like, listen. Mm-hmm. Too late, man. I, yeah. It's either too late or I could fix this, but... <laughs> It's gonna, it's gonna cost you. I gotta yeah. get a new engine. We gotta do this. I gotta do this. We gotta scrap the whole thing. And his like, I could see his brain kind of going. I'll go. Yeah, you, therapy is not like a band aid for the like at the very last minute. It's no. something you should be doing after Constantly. you get out of that relationship. You should go to therapy by yourself and figure yeah. out what you mm-hmm. what you did and how you contributed to the Love demise it, of that relationship. Totally. Yeah. Before you go, on to, but he was like very defensive, and I thought to myself, no wonder you've been divorced three times in that place. I've been in the room with you for Damn. five minutes, and I want to divorce you. Um, <laughs> But it was just so funny how people think of, like, you know, taking care of themselves and taking care of their emotions at the very last minute when it's a crisis. Yes, right. when, it's the wor- when you're at the worst point. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And even when you start, it's this continuous improvement. Like, we always talk, you know, talk about mindfulness and meditation equals going to the gym for your body. Yeah. You know, and it's so like true. you go to the gym every day or a couple times a week or, you know, do your walks, whatever you, would, whatever you do. Mm-hmm. And when you get to a place where you, you feel good in your body, you don't stop. No, You're not like, no. okay, I'm done now. I'm never going to the gym again. No. It's continuous improvement. Well, unless, so yeah. the same well, sometimes way. we stop going to the gym and then we put and that way back. Cool. That's yeah. cool. That's <laughs> cool. <laughs> we don't, that's not the and point. And sometimes you stop no. going to therapy and you have a breakdown. Yeah, and then you, yeah, and you come back. back. No, it's so true. But you it's take care of yourself. improvement because yeah. it's a constant journey. You never get to this point. We say, like, it's not a destination. It's a journey. You're constantly yeah. going to be. There's so much in life, as you said earlier, that you can't control. There's yeah. this whirling hurricane around you that you cannot control. With every new situation, you know. You've got to learn how to and deal. I, yeah, I think mindfulness is hard for people. When you say meditation, a lot of people tune out because when you do try to do it, a lot of people struggle in the very beginning. Much like going to the gym, you do struggle in the beginning because yeah. your brain, like you mentioned earlier, it's like it's a my brain when I first tried to meditate was like it, I could literally see that monkey just jumping from branch to yeah, branch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is not working because now <laughs> I want to go into Pinterest and find a recipe for shrimp. Like, wh- how did I get here? <laughs> That's totally cool. That's I think, right? yeah. It's so random. Yeah. So it takes a while before your brain can kind of like calm down and be like yeah. and but, so in the beginning I wanted to give up and go meditation is not for me I can't do it I, I can't do it because my oh, brain so my and brain I'm is all over the place recovering perfectionist I was like I'm not doing this right this, I'm not, this has to be right and then it feels know? like you're doing nothing yeah. and then it feels like you're doing nothing it's like yeah. am I just lying here with my thoughts yeah, yeah, but yeah. there's so many misconceptions about meditation and one of them is that you're not supposed to have any thoughts and that's not true at all I mean we're always going to have thoughts that's the beauty you know as yeah. your mom would say of being alive yeah. is like feeling all of those feelings and whatever comes up mm-hmm. but it's really just about calming the mind um, and you know like going to the gym the more and more you do it the more you'll realize yeah I'm better able at handling stressful situations yeah. now you know yeah. and you're yeah. a better person and you'll feel it mm-hmm. you'll feel totally. it and then everybody else around you will feel it yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if you take that even two minutes in the morning to meditate, mm-hmm. um, sometimes, like, so, I've been meditating for 12 years, and sometimes the entire meditation, my thoughts are all over the place. Yeah. And it's just yeah. it's just honing in on that practice of catching them and bringing it back, yeah. and catching them and bringing them back. And the, the more you practice that in meditation, where that's the only thing you're doing, the better equipped you're going to be in the real yeah. world when your thoughts are swirling and you're like, you guys are making me feel like back. shit about, like, staying on my phone for two hours. Let that shit go. <laughs> Let it go. Because you know what? When I do that, because sometimes it happens and when I do that what my first thought is 
you could have used those two hours in a much better and more constructive way. We also like you let two hours go by like this, but if you have to go to the gym for an hour, you're like, oh, I don't want to do it. But this you just did for two (laughs) hours. hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mindless two hours. You could have meditated. You could have done. You could have written something. You could have done something. So I'm always like try to pull myself back, and then I let shit go. Yeah, it's in the past. You can't change it. It's done. I've had the same thing, and then when you get onto that guilt trip, you're on a different emotional path that doesn't feel feel guilty about feeling guilty. Yeah, about feeling guilty and. And then you're like, you know what? It happened. It's in the past. And that's one thing we talk about, too, is not to just to feel any. Like, even if you start meditating and you're still getting stressed out, that's OK. Like, yeah. just let it be go. really gentle on yourself, like all the time, no matter where you are in your practice or where you are in your therapy. Like, yeah. it's normal to have feelings. Yeah. And yeah. let shit go. OK, exactly. before we wrap things up, because um, I love this conversation, I want to play a little fun game of reaching to my bowl. I got a little nice. bowl here. Oh, cool. Um, and the, these questions are all the beginning of this is of the question is who's most likely to. So I want either one of you can start. I want you to reach into the bowl, grab a piece of paper and you have to be because you guys wrote a book together. So, you know, each other very well. Oh right? my gosh, this Funny, is true. Right? So, Kate, do you want to start? <laughs> okay. So, who <laughs> is most likely to go on Tinder to check if their boyfriend, girlfriend is there? Between the two it's of you. you. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, she only got on Instagram like last year. So, I was like, on shit, t- we're yeah. writing a book. I better get on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. But you would, so you would do that just to double check. Um, there's no shame. There's, I, so, it's the same yeah, place. I, well, I honestly, no I don't think I would, I don't think I would do that to check. I mean, who knows? Here's the deal. I was on, because when I, I've been on Tinder a couple times, and when I've gone on Tinder, I've seen a few husbands. Really? Uh, like not, yeah, I've seen a few people's husbands. And that right. is the only reason why I'm like, I think if I, if like, if I get married, I think just as a, co- like, I would go in with a fake name, fake picture, and just, just gander, just see. Because I'm yeah. telling you, I've seen a lot of people's husbands on it. And I go, and I'm like, and then I'm like, I screen grab, and I go, do you see this? This is such and such a husband. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because married women, you would never go on it. You would never even think to be on Tinder. Are they that no. dumb, though, oh, these guys? Are we, come on, are you asking us? Really? Girl, are you yeah, 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 totally. You yeah. know what, I think I definitely would. I've been in, in a relationship, Uh-oh. more or less, for like eight, four years, with another guy, four years, but so I haven't had the experience of online dating, but... Yeah. I would definitely do, I, I, I think I would definitely do that. It's yeah. a dumpster fire yeah. online. <laughs> uh, that's just my personal thought. Okay, so you're, you're up next. Who is most likely to trash talk at a wedding? Oh! <laughs> I, I love the eye contact that happens first, like, who, which Wait, one of us? Who? A trash talk? No, we're not really trash No, we're not. But it's really funny when she does. Like, <laughs> it, it's because she's so sweet and so nice. And then she'll say something about someone. So and when it's she shocking. does, yeah. it's like, oh my god, you said I mean that. It. I mean yeah, it. Yeah, and then she means it. I'm like, well, that girl better watch out. Um, but or but that at a person. wedding, come on, yeah. you know, we've all had that moment where you're sitting there and you know the wedding hasn't started and you're looking around and either you're assessing and you're not trying to be mean, you're just there because yeah. you're there. And maybe it's the decorations, or maybe it's her dress, or maybe it's, like, the relationship itself, or maybe it's, like, who knows? We all do it, but who is most likely to trash talk, you know? Probably me. 
I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's tricky. I feel I like, think, I I feel like Nina, decor, you would be more like... the people of like their speech or something. Like you would pick up weird vibes. Yeah. I would be like the decor is uh, those flowers. I would be like the groom's not even into her. See? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, totally. Okay, <laughs> then I need to sit next to you because I'm that person. Who I'm like, yes. look at that. He hasn't even touched her. They're not even making eye contact. Did you hear that speech? There was no love in that speech. Yes. yes. That's yes. me. That's, yeah, I'm like, totally there's Nina. no. Yeah, did you hear what his mother said up there? Yeah. That's a speech you give at a wedding like that's yeah. me the whole yeah. fucking time like, I'm horrible the genuity of the moment yes like are you really saying that about you have two minutes to tell the world how much you love yeah. your yeah. future wife did you really need to invite your ex here did she need, <laughs> are we that evolved does she yeah. need to be here and look at her look what she's doing look at her tits all over the place like that's fucking me um, so don't feel bad that's me I'm judging. I go to a lot of Indian weddings. There's no tits anywhere. No, no. It's very, but still. Um, thank you, ladies, so much oh, um, for playing. That was so much fun. Um, tell, remind people where they can get your lovely book, Let That Shit Go. Oh, yes. You can get it on uh, Amazon, Indigo. Go to your indie bookstores, too. Awesome. Um, you can also um, check out our Instagram, Let That Shit Go underscore book. And our website's Let That Shit Go the book.com. And we're starting a blog, and we're going to have lots of fun things, more things to share with you. So, and awesome. if you're listening from around the world, Amazon's got it in pretty much every country. So mm-hmm. wonderful! All right, well, friendly reminder to the listeners to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Play Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Spotify. And you can buy my lovely book on Amazon to get all the books, yeah. buy all of our books on Amazon. And you can send us your relationship questions or comments to singlegirlproblemspodcast at gmail.com. That's all the show. Until next time, bye. Even on a budget. Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.